My man John, uh, you know, I enjoyed his uh, podcast when he was, is it Up in Smoke? All the Smoke. All the Smoke. All the Smoke with uh, Steven Jackson, who's one of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. And then he went on with Evan Daniels, who me and him both basically met at the same time. Mm -hmm. Known him for a long time since Evan was kind of an intern with Dave Tellup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they started talking about the Holiday Invitational, right. and John told a little antidote. <laughs> about seeing the coach that cut him, mopping the floor, mm -hmm. and just finding humor in that based on where he is and mm -hmm. where John is. Mm -hmm. And I saw some people take offense, some local folks take offense to that. Ooh. Not surprising. I told Donnie after he said it, Bill's going to get a phone call or an email about that one. How Probably an email because phone calls are too confrontational for, you know what I mean? How long did it take for him to get that email? It, it, so far, he hasn't received one. Okay. They've just, you know, they've just been doing their thing on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Some teachers were offended. Some Broughton staff members were offended. Uh, I kind of just want to touch on, when you saw him say that, was it funny to you? Was it, a, like, did you, like, if you were that, I didn't really find it to be that offensive. And then I saw J. Mike Blake talk about, well, I mean, he's not the janitor. He didn't say he was the janitor. He just said he was mopping the floor, which was a fact. <laughs> I, I, me personally, I thought it was funny. My first, my initial reaction, I was like, oh, that shit's funny. And then I was like, well, that's some I can perspective for your ass. Yeah, right. But then I was like, oh, John. After I sat back and processed a little bit, I thought, I think, because people were going to take, like like you said, like the, the J. Mike Blake guy, well, he, he called him a janitor. No, he didn't say he was a janitor. Didn't say that. He just said he's mopping the floor at my tournament. Correct. Like, Which is a fact. And I was, I mean, that's a fact. So what, I mean, you really can't. He's also, he was mopping the floor, not as the coach. Because I saw that argument too. Like, all coaches mop, like, he's not the coach anymore. Yeah. He was just there at the tournament. Yeah. I mean, he made, he made a statement. It was a fact. People people hate facts. The the thing with the Broughton coach is, and I, you know, during his time as the coach, mm -hmm. he had some complaints here and there that were, at the very least, annoying. Mm -hmm. After he was done coaching, like his time at the tournament this year, like I had a couple conversations with him. Super nice guy. You know, the vibe that everyone talks about with him. You know, very nice guy. Mm -hmm. Where he fucked up is, is, he never took ownership in that decision. Mm. You know, he, he never, like, he never told anyone with John or with their, like, why, why he didn't. And, and to be honest with you, like, I'm less concerned with that because, like, what are you going to tell, sit down with every kid you cut and give him a, a synopsis of why he didn't make it? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm less concerned with that. But after the fact, like, when that dude goes on to make it and be the number one pick, how can you not just sit back and be like, <laughs> whoops, you know what I mean? Like, laugh about it, keep it light. Mm -hmm. And and keep it moving. Like if you're just like, well, I messed up on that one. Everything would have been completely fine. Yeah. I, so um, there's a guy that played on that Broughton team. That tweet when I tweeted that, he, his reply to me was, I saw that. You saw that uh, LJ. He played for Bart. He played with yeah. Ant on the championship team. LJ said that John didn't. Cut, he came to late weightlifting one day. Then he came to pick up. But the days in conditioning, John never showed up. I can see that. I can totally see that. Mm -hmm. Now, my argument back to that without having any context or fully understanding is like, who was going to bring him? Mm. John was in a situation where like, it was, he didn't have a bunch of resources available to him. Right, 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 right. You know, where Brian Clifton stepped in, like, that's where he made sure John got to point A to point B to blah, 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 blah. Like, mm -hmm. without that person, without that, like, right. either way. And, and so Brian had a good point, too. Brian was like, 
if he doesn't get cut from Broughton, that's probably that's probably not John Wall we uh, see today. That everyone's life is like that. Yeah, everyone's it, life. It's is a like turning that. point, right? Everything that happens, it happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is like I'm glad the Jordan documentary happened mm-hmm. before John said this, because what I hope people understand is is that's John. Like you, you John's like Jordan in that regard. Like. He, if you say something to him, you look sideways at him, you disrespect him in any way, he's carrying that shit with him for the rest of his life. <laughs> I can relate to that. I am the same way. Right. Like, there's just certain people who it's competitive and it's whatever, but, like, I, you just you don't ever forget. Right. And with him, he'll never forget that. And I wouldn't either, to be fair. Mm-hmm. If you cut me and I work my ass off to become one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet in terms of what I do, I'm never going to forget. I'm going to thank you for cutting me Thanks for fucking up. But like I said, if you don't acknowledge that, mm-hmm. if you acknowledge it, we're cool. We Hey, what's good? Every time I see you, it's cool. How you doing? How's the fam? But if you don't ever acknowledge it, it's like, fuck you. You right. cut me for a personal reason, and now you don't want to bring it up because you don't want to look bad. Right. I got to say this, though. Uh, John Wall and Brock Young backcourt at Broadway. That almost happened at Word of God. I know. Oh, I know. Good grief. I'd have rather that. Ha- I would have loved to see John's stats put up. With the rest, because you know, NCHSA is really the only organization that properly keeps up with mm-hmm. their statistics and stuff. I would love to see John in the record books with that shit. Oof. Mm. Oof. So I'm sorry for any any people that are offended by what John had to say. Um, he does own the tournament, and he probably will forever. And uh, it's not really Broughton's choice whether we're there or not, so we're probably staying there. All right, here we go. <laughs> Um, another topic that's going on podcast right now that you're going to be way more knowledgeable about than me, even though I did grow up a Carolina fan, mm-hmm. is, so I've seen a couple different versions of this conversation, yep. um, top five teams, Carolina teams, which is a little bit harder to do, and then top five UNC point guards, mm-hmm. which I think is a, an easier conversation to have. So right. I, I'd like to get, as a longtime Carolina fan, Stan, I'd like to get your uh, opinion on top five Carolina point guards. Well, first of all, I do want to say, I don't let all the UNC Nation know, uh, I'll be back, not this season coming up, but I'll be back the following season. Ooh. Uh, 20, 21, 22. I'll just be coming back, period. You know, just... Oh, then, uh, for some reason, that's unannounced yet. Yeah, no, nah, not really. No, just Jalen last year in college. So. Oh, yeah, that trans too. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, trans too. Okay, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, I thought you had re-announced your, your that it was my with fandom. John Trez. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was with Trez came in. It was my, yeah, I re-announced my fandom. So, gotcha. um, so for me, I, you know, I've been watching Carolina basketball since I was, like, a little kid. I, I remember, like, Jeff Lebo, like, v- vaguely, vaguely remember him. But, like, my first, like, recollection, like, knowing and understanding North Carolina point guard started with Jeff McGinnis. And I actually tweeted about Jeff today. Like, I don't think Jeff, like, gets the flowers he deserves in terms of North Carolina point guards. Definitely Just because, like, Jeff was a bad motherfucker, yo. Like, yo, it, it won't nothing he can do. And he played with – people forget he played in the league for, t- what, 10 or 12 years. He played with two bad motherfuckers. Like, he always had bad motherfuckers on the scene. He did, bro. Like, Jeff was that dude. Like, I, like Jeff was the guy that he, he had the, the blue and white mouthpiece. It was Carolina blue on one side, white on the other side. Our middle school team got those mouthpieces just because of Jeff, bro. Like he played with LeBron, didn't he? He did play in with Cleveland. LeBron. He did play with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jeff, so so all right. So I will break down my five point guards. <clears throat> I'll go from I'll go from five backwards. I guess that makes sense. At five, um, I'm probably go. I'm gonna go with Kobe. Okay. Um, just because I mean he's probably the only one on the list that I personally know, mm-hmm. and I, I love Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four. I am going to go. Jeez. 
Kendall Marshall. And the reason I go Kendall Marshall is because Kendall, for, they would have had a chip had he, had he not got hurt. Uh, Kendall was just like that, that quintessential kind of point guard, just pushing the ball ahead, uh, you know, making the right reads. All His game was ugly, but Kendall was a hooper, bro. Yeah, a little slow. Yeah, it was slow. Um, three, I'm going to go Jeff. Jeff is going to be three for me. I love Jeff. Like I said, I mean, Jeff is infamous in Carolina history. We're not going to talk about why, but uh, <laughs> number two. You're talking about balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is going to be like, yo, fuck you, bro. Like, like, chill, bro. I'll tell you after the podcast. So it's over. Uh, number two, I am going to go Ty Lawson. Uh, Lawson was a blur. Like, that was one of my favorite Carolina teams ever, man. Like, just crazy. Uh, but my, my favorite North Carolina point guard all the time is Ray Felton, man. Um, Felton's the same class that I came out of. Um, played against Felton. Y'all about the same weight. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Felton. Uh, to be honest with you, right after he graduated Carolina. Yeah. NC Pro Am. He got that bread. Yeah, Felton. he had that buffet body. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Felton's high school team was a, a bunch of guys that were probably all out high, like 6'1", 6'2". He, play, he played in South Carolina? He played at South Carolina Ladder. Yep. He was, a, he, was, he was the center, point center. Felton was the baddest mother. Yo, when people talk Chris Paul, all these other point guards, it was Felton, bro. Felton's the number one point guard in the country in that class. Now, Chris was a year behind him, but still, like, Felton was just that dude, man. Just, you know, I mean, just watching him grow, like, he, everything, he, anything he wanted to do in the basketball court, he could do it, so. So, I feel like anybody else, they might throw Phil Ford in there. But here's my thing with that. And, like, I'm, you know, old folks are going to hate me for saying this, but, like, if you're, as the point guard, if what you're known for is the four-corner offense holding the ball, that's ass. I can't put you in the top five. The only other dude I'd put in the top five, and this is a personal thing for me, because I love that motherfucking high dribble shit, Ed Coda. Ed Coda. All day, like, that's, I, that's Ed Coda was the point guard around the time that I, like, became aware of what basketball really was mm-hmm. and, like, could really understand Dakota the game. Floater. That high dribble shit, him coming down the court, putting that thing when up on his shoulders. When Wojo used to slap the floor, he'd come down and cross the shit out of Wojo. Have you ever tried to... Hard dribble at your shoulders. That shit's high. Dude, it is difficult. And he was bopping with that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to, if you can go high to low, like, it's tough. And see, Coda was my five, but I mean, I love Kobe, so. I mean, I had no, no, no. And, and, and like, from a talent standpoint, certainly. Yeah, it's different. Okay, level. Did Ed Coda make it to no. the league? He never got drafted or anything. Mm-hmm. It was too short? Yeah, slow, short. So, I mean, yeah, like, obviously the ceiling for Kobe is a lot higher. Yeah. Then Marcus uh, Page. I, oh, my God. Marcus Page is, like, my all-time one. See, and that's another one. Like, I, I don't have a reason for it. Yeah. I just could never fall in love with Marcus Page. I know everyone did. And to be honest with you, same with Kendall Marshall. Like, I know Kendall Marshall is one of the best point guards Carolina's ever had. Mm-hmm. One of the most unexpected. Because, remember, like, he stepped in at a time where they were struggling. And he mm-hmm. took a struggling team and flipped those motherfuckers. Larry fucking Drew. Right. Well, yeah, let's not even get started there. Larry Drew. Talking about bottom five point guards. Does, do people know the Larry Drew story? I doubt it. Not not, not in its entirety, unless you're a Carolina fan like Bill Sewell. But, I mean, the, 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 the full truth of Larry Drew is aggressive. Just, so, jumping back to it from the, the person. You know, his parents went crazy with, like, some situation with his younger brother in Georgia. Like, after he had transferred out, some crazy shit happened at a high school to where basically, like, uh, Larry Drew's parents, like, took control and like, had to pull the kid out and, like, transfer him last second. Like, it was a bunch. Basically, like, same type of shit that happened in college, but at the high school level. Could you imagine John on that UNC team? Um, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad he didn't do that. 
it, it made sense where he, Kentucky makes a thousand, a thousand percent. If he had gone to Carolina, he just would have been another dude on that list you just had. Mm-hmm. And he was a trendsetter with what he did. Kentucky. And I, I mean, when he did it, I wasn't like, ooh, he's a trendsetter. But like, so, first year in, you're like, oh shit, this was this is bigger than. So, so did you hear? Did you hear the interview with Evan? That what he said? I didn't hear the whole thing. So one part was interesting. He when he he was going to he said he was going to Memphis. I know you know all this. He mm-hmm. was going to Memphis. Yeah, he's going. He's going wherever California. Right? Yeah. So yeah. when Cal decided to go to Kentucky, he was like, "Yeah, I went on a visit, Billy Gillespie the year before. So I was I'm cool with Kentucky. I ain't need to go visit. I'm I'm cool. Right. The Hoop Summit comes and Calipari's recruiting Xavier Henry, Xavier yep. Henry, yep. him and Boogie, Xavier Henry, all on the Hoop Summit team. John. Hated uh, hated playing with Henry. He said Henry was a chucker. He bitched about not getting the ball, and he was. That's a fact. And so John called Calipari and was like, "Yo, if you recruit him, I'm out. I'm not coming." So he said that on the podcast. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> yes, he said that. So then, it, so I mean, look where the two are at. No, 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 no. I know that's one hundred percent. So, so then I guess Evan asked him, "Where would you have went had he not gone to Kentucky?" John said, "Miami." <laughs> That's also not true. <laughs> that, that wasn't an option. That wasn't an option. That wasn't a realistic option. But that's yeah. interesting. Right. He just said that. Let me tell you. And let me just clear. He said that because he lives there now. He owns yeah. a home in Miami now. It's a lot easier mm-hmm. to be like, I'd go here. Yeah. No, he wouldn't have. Okay. He absolutely, he would have gone to Duke. I'm pretty sure. In my opinion, based on like where the recruiting was then, and I'm sure Clifton would, Clifton would know. Yeah. My guess would be he would have ended up at Duke. Interesting. Via... Um, who was the, co- the main coach that was recruiting him? That was capable, wasn't it? Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh. Nate. Nate James. Yes. yes. Nate James. Uh, hmm. Yeah, no, nah, people, like, John and podcast make me nervous, just like him on <laughs> IG Lives, because like, one of the greatest things about John is he's, he's not going to, he's no cap. There's no cap in his rap. He's going to be real. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's terrifying sometimes. <laughs> you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. You never know what he's going to say. So <laughs> this week, we're not going to dive too deep into it, but we do want to, like, everyone's, release their like all state teams and and all that and to be honest with you like this is one of the hardest years to do a legitimate first and second team all state because if you're doing it public private outlaw doesn't matter it's like everybody there's so much talent it's it's almost impossible like for example i know when i did mine elijah jameson was on my third team elijah jameson was top five in scoring in the state Mm -hmm. so it's like jesus you know what's the criteria here and I know I'm probably the only person who put the kid who was top, the top scorer in the state on my list. It is a lot of talent. So what we want to do is, like, I want to crowdsource the people. We've mm-hmm. got our staff putting theirs together as well. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to basically spend most of next week breaking all this down. Um, I would like for our listening audience, the people who, you know, it's about 100 of y'all that every week tune in consistently. I'd like to get as many of you as possible to send us on Twitter at the Hoop State. Send us your, your all-hoop state, your all-hoop state first team, your all-hoop state second team, and or third team. Like, I would like to know who y'all think are the best because ultimately what the easiest way to do this properly is to take everyone's opinion and find the middle ground. You right. know, find, find the middle ground so it's not just me and Rod just spouting off, and then me and him can talk our shit while we break it down next week. So mm-hmm. if you hear this, if you're listening to this, if you watch high school basketball in North Carolina, hit Twitter. Or shit. I mean, you can even, if you're old school, hit email. Email us at, you can email me at web, W-E-B. Mm, I am not actually about to give this out. You can email us at hoopstatenetwork at gmail.com. I about, fu- I about to change my fucking email. 
address. Oh, God. You, you can email us at hoopstatenetwork at gmail.com, or you can send it to us on Twitter, at the hoopstate. If you send us uh, your team on Twitter, we oh. will follow you back 1,000%. That'll oh. be an easy way to go. Oh, God. Jesus, that was almost really silly on my part. All right, and then to end this whole thing off, before I break down the, uh, the content coming this week for y'all, uh, we're, it's time, it's beyond time for Rod to have his own podcast away from me saying my crazy shit. Um, so in, during the season, we've already touched on a little bit, Rod's going to have a travel show and then that's going to lead into the season. He's going to have a show that's, um, centered around basically HBCU culture in the state and probably even beyond. We'd probably extend that a little bit beyond to the whole coast. Um, do that. Is, aren't HBCUs most predominant on the East Coast? Uh, yeah. Like uh, most of the most uh, historic black colleges are on the East Coast. Yeah, right? Southern, Southern, East Coast, right. yeah. I think like the furthest, I, I think there's one, I think Prairie View in Texas, that's probably like the, yeah, that's probably the furthest one. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the video content, which is obviously a lot more, you know, a lot more to do and a lot more involved, mm-hmm. we're going to start a podcast. And, yes. and it's going to be Rod having guests. And, and the conversations are going to be culturally based, but also like really about the HBCU history and culture and present and pa- everything. Right. Um, you know, he'll have guys like just off the top of our head when we were just first throwing the idea around like Jonas Pope, who's, you know, works for News and Observer. He, he, he's, he's been a media member around here for a long time. He's a great dude. He's, a, he's an alumni of an HBCU. Dot. You know, same thing, media guy, fun dude. Like he'll, that, that podcast will arguably be the most fun you have doing <laughs> yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Um, just as many players, coaches, students, entrepreneurs, Omar Wilson that works for Facebook. Like, he went, you know, he's saying, like, as many people as possible that kind of just prove how dope that culture is. We want to get that involved. That's going to be called the Rod Bridgers Experience. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be coming to you as soon as we can lock down our first three or four interviews to go ahead and get them down. So I'd say be looking for that in the next next couple to few weeks. Yeah. Um what what are you in terms of guests? Like, is there anything specific you're looking for like, outside of just those couple people we mentioned? Is I mean, there? I just want people that that, that are entrenched like the, the culture, like I am. Like, I, you know, HBCU like basketball for me is just, like just I love it. Like I like I told a story about how I got to see Flip uh, Murray on the, I went on a visit to Winston. Federal state people would kill me to know I went on a visit to Winston. Right, high school, <laughs> but I did. Uh, <clears throat> but no, just like. Just having people that that can tell those stories and know, like even right. Will, so people don't know Will Price played at Central. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, Will Price played at Central with uh, two guys that went to the NBA from Central. But I mean, knowing who Will Price was in high school, I, I said it I makes, a lot, yeah, uh-huh. right? it uh-huh. makes uh-huh. a lot of sense. Right, it makes a lot of sense. So uh, I mean, just different people that understand the culture, just understand you know, like what it what it was like. Like I want to sit down with Pooby and talk about it. Like, yep, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like guys like Jordan Perkins, Lavelle Moten, and. Cam Langley, you know, just, you know, just saw everybody. Man. And then we take those conversations, and like I said, like, the video content will be like, you know, Rod will go to homecoming, and, and we'll probably be able to do two or three episodes from his experience at homecoming. Woo! You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, the CIAA tournament, like, yeah. all those things, and we have enough relationships, and, and we're not dealing with people as buttoned up as the ACC. I imagine we're going to be able to get a little bit more access. Yeah, for sure. And do a little bit more, which will be a lot more fun for, for us. For sure. Um, hopefully, eventually, we get to a point where we're able to live stream a game. That'd be dope. And then... Um, well, I, 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 I'm pretty cool with uh, the SID at Federal State, so... Yeah. And it's, and it's just time that... We, this is when we first started the, the company in general. 
this was a sector we wanted to get involved in, but we didn't want to rush it. We wanted to make sure we do it the right way. And Rod is definitely the right guy for that. Hey, question for you. Is John C. Smith done the CIAA? Yo, watch him out. I just said that because Ray walked in, so. I didn't even know that was a real school, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, listen, if you, if, you, if you drive quick enough, you'll drive right by it. I have to cut that. I feel like that's going to go poorly for me. <laughs> you <back>. um, <laughs> this, week, this week, we're content. is a, <laughs> a big week for Eastern North Carolina. We've got Justin Wright. Uh, the best player to ever put on a Farmville Central jersey. He's our mixtape Monday. Uh, Justin, Terquavion, uh, and uh, uh, Don Trez, they're all playing Miles on Tuesday for 2K Tuesday. Hey, get Miles some practice before Tuesday because I, I, I was just, I was highly disappointed. It's his only job, man. Just practice 2K. Don't suck. You know? Yeah, That's bro, all you got to do. Bro. Hey, Miles, do me a favor. Don't suck. Yeah, yeah, for right. real. Wednesday, we're going to have Workout Wednesday with Jeremy Jeffers. We're going to head head to the East, head to Wilson to do that. Wide awake, 2 5. Lord have mercy. And then uh, on Thursday, Hoop State stuff is going to be this is this is this is moving a little bit, but I think what it's going to be is Elijah Jameson mm-hmm. and Justin Wright. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Elijah Jameson and Justin doing two minute drip. It'll be a little bit of the podcast section, and then it'll be one v one Justin Wright versus Elijah Jameson. Are they playing one on one? Yeah, that's the idea here. Ooh, when? Uh, either we're waiting on Justin today. He's going to confirm it'll either be Monday or Tuesday, I believe. Out in Farmville? No, nah, hell no. Nah. Justin's coming here. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll keep you updated on all that. And then Friday, day in the life. Donnie shot, went down to Farmville this past week and uh, on Thursday and shot with Justin. So we're going to do a day in the life with Justin Wright. So basically, if we do things the right way, this should be a nice chapter book closed for Justin Wright's high school career. Right. Um, which he certainly deserves. His mix is crazy. His mix is almost done, and it is it's fire. I can't wait to see his that, mix man. is fire. Like it's for for a guy who's not a mixtape guy. He you know he what's gonna be crazy because people gonna watch it. I'm like, how in the hell is he going to Central? That is the whole. That's exactly what we've been saying say. that shit for like. And no, that's no disrespect. Nobody at Central, none. But we we know Justin Wright is. If he wasn't signed, sealed, and delivered, Lavelle would hate this video I'm about to put out. Yeah, for sure. This he, this would get a Carolina offer. This is a this is a Carolina offer video. Wow. He is looks so fu- like it's crazy how good he looks. It's like every clip is him knocking down a shot, bully balling, or drip like shimmying right past you. And the whole time, Simmons is just freaking out. <laughs> just freaking out. I will say, Justin Wright's mix is the longest that I've done so far. For real? Out of Josh, Isaiah, and Shaquille, Justin has the longest mix. So who else is on the dock? We got Josh, Isaiah, Shaquille, Justin, Carter. In terms of the mixtapes. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we'll keep doing, like, when we have open runs and stuff like that, those will be mixtape Mondays for those weeks. In yep. terms of season footage, I'm deciding what I want to do with Carter and Bob because mm-hmm. they're juniors. And so do I want to put out a video of their junior year? Or do, like, one big senior year? Yeah, or like just year. wait and make one fucking stupid. Because I said that about Carter, and Donnie was like, yo, no, you got it. Carter's got so much footage. Like, we, you, yeah. Carter's will be the craziest one. And I, I think I'm just forgetting – Cause I don't remember, like I know Carter's got a few really good stuff, but like I, I don't recall a bunch of showstoppers, right? Which is like what I need. I need at least two showstoppers, and then I need stuff. Either way, I'm I'm debating on all that. Um, same with Traquavion. I'm not sure the best way to do the junior guys, mm. um, but I'm gonna try to figure it out. Wait. They're all all three of those guys are on the list. I just gotta look into it, mm. and then figuring out what I want to do with like. Kobe Jones, mm. which is probably like a social media mix type situation. For sure, for sure. The idea here is I don't want any senior that we filmed a lot to go without something. For sure. That, that's the main thing for me. 
And then the juniors, you know, we got more time. Yeah, for sure. We should have MJ Rice on content when, quote, unquote, the pandemic is over. That's what he said to me. I don't know exactly what that means, but I guess whenever there's no more coronavirus, we'll have MJ Rice on something. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, cool. Well, that works. Um, yeah, so that's it. I, I know we probably dragged this out, but fuck you guys. We're here. Oh, I just got to say, man, this shit is pretty... This shit is pretty neat here. I gotta get me one of these here, so... Yep, Dying for Attention. You can find them on the Instagram. Uh, they're gonna do a lot more stuff for us. If you like that shirt, we really need to know about it. Comment, let us know. Um, and we'll come out with a tie-dye line. And we got some stuff and some pretty good ideas, so... Yeah, man. We'll do that. Dying for Attention. Hit them up. Follow them. All that. For Rob Bridgers, at Rod underscore Bridgers. I am Webb Hwellman, at Hoop State Web. We are... The New South Show. This is episode, legitimately, this is episode four. For real, this time. Oh, it is? Yeah, season three, episode four. Yeah.